The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Everybody, welcome to Scottsdale, Arizona. What's up? We are at Philly Sports Grill here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And look at all the Eagle fans. They have taken over Scottsdale, Arizona, and Phoenix, Arizona, and Glendale, Arizona. We got an Eagle fan. Yes, yes, yes. The natives natives are restless. They are. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeoff Podcast with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. And we have found the Eagles fans here in Arizona. They're taking over. We saw all of them getting on the planes at Philadelphia International Airport. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm seeing a lot more green than red out here in Arizona. I said the natives are restless. That's because everywhere I go, I see Eagles fans. It's like we're native. We've taken over Arizona, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I think what happens is if you come out early and you were out on last Saturday, we came out on Wednesday. You came out on Wednesday night. I think it starts to swell. It gets all swole as we head toward the game, get closer to the game, and you see the fans really start to go nuts. Yeah, Beautiful. and I tell you, like, every fan that we've come in contact with is basically saying, like, I- I'm feeling, I'm feeling they're winning. Like, I'm feeling it. And they said, do you think they're winning? And we have all said, yeah, we, we're feeling it. Like, you really have a good vibe about this team. You know what I'm saying? John, Mike. There's nothing wrong with being confident about a team being the best team in the NFL. See, our problem is we're not embracing what we really are. It's about damn time we start embracing that and understanding we are a great team. Not a good team, but a great team. Great teams become great by the mindset, but then going out and doing it on the field. And I think this Eagles team is going to do that. And he just dropped a Lizzo lyric, a Lizzo Yeah, song. very good. It's, Lizzo. it's about damn time. time. Okay. About <laughs> damn time. Um, we're also taking your questions. So, Get in touch with us uh, on our YouTube channel. We're going to take your questions here. We've got a lot of Eagles fans here. We're going to hear from them as well. And, Barrett, we were talking on NBC10 about the schedule, and the Eagles had a walkthrough today, finished up their on-field preparation. They had the practice yesterday, two days of practices. Barrett, when you look at what they did on the field, obviously they didn't do a ton on the field this week. They had a two-hour practice, a one-hour practice, and the walkthroughs. Nick Sirianni has everybody healthy. He wants to keep them fresh. Absolutely. Apparently that has worked because they're going to have all starters, all 22 of them, ready to go in the Super Bowl. I I, I kind of realized that I did it the old school way and only played 12 years. If I'd have practiced like Nick Sirianni, my career, I'd, be probably, playing. I'd probably play for 25 <laughs> years. But what they're doing is working. I have 25. never seen a team go in with all 22 starters on offense and defense going into the Super Bowl. This has never happened before. I have never seen a team this healthy. So I can say all I want to say. I could be that old man, you know, get off my lawn. But what he's done is put this team in position to be dominant, number one, but number two, healthy. Michael, it's, it's incredible. Well, Michael here's Marquette. the thing. As you well know, and I tell both of you, my kids call me sad dad. I'm like, you know, the sun's getting <laughs> uh, it's going down earlier now. There he is, sad dad. So it's me. I got to point out all this stuff. They're not playing nobody across the line from them. They got Patrick Mahomes, who is now the two-time 
MVP. They do have Travis Kelsey. They do have a defense that, while it doesn't hold a candle to the Eagles, it's still an NFL defense that's pretty darn good. Chris Jones on the line and all that stuff. And Oh, by the way, they've got a future head coach, Hall of Famer, in Andy Reid. And we all acknowledge that his, his experience in the postseason and in particular in the Super Bowl is not nothing. In fact, you said that when we talked earlier this week on our programs on NBC Sports Philadelphia. So that gives me pause. Do I still think the Eagles will win? Yes, but I think it's by I think it's less than six points. All right. So he's given the betting angle of it for anybody out there that's betting. No, on not it. a betting angle, not yet. That's on Sunday pregame. <laughs> but do you think the Eagles are the better team? Do you yes. think they have overall yes. the better roster? Yes. I think I think Barrett, you back me up or not? I think they're better in every, at every position except for quarterback, and that's a tie. And tight end, I'll give to Travis Kelsey. But Dallas Goddard's pretty damn good. Yeah, what, the margin the margin between talent level is, is is so small. You know, you say what you want to say. Yes, Patrick Mahomes threw for over five thousand yards, but did he run have the minute the amount of running touchdowns that Jalen Hurst did? Did he have the amount of rushing yards that Jalen Hurst? Does he have the mindset to make a defense wrong even though they think they're right? No, he doesn't have that mindset. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a NFL franchise quarterback that's pretty doggone good. Patrick Mahomes is also a quarterback that's pretty doggone good. Both guys facilitate what they are on the field, and they play well in those positions. There's not much difference in their skill level. There's not much difference. They just go about things a little bit differently on each team. I'll tell you what, when the Eagles win tomorrow and with the green – fans the green legion in the house tomorrow you're going to hear that mvp chant right in patrick mahomes face and they ain't going to be talking about him they're yeah. going to be talking well, about jalen hurts and that's the amazing thing that patrick mahomes got the mvp for the season but the last Give nine the mvps that have played in the super bowl they have all lost oh, yeah. they have all lost and the nfl's passing leader has never won a super bowl and i got another one for you the last going back to 1970 the last t- number of times that the MVP has played the runner-up for MVP in the Super Bowl, the runner-up has won each time. Well, there you go. Bingo. The crowd is going mean, to get fired it. up when they hear that. <laughs> All right, we're going to you know take questions from Eagles fans yes. here during yes. this podcast. We're going to be here for the next 30 to 40 minutes. So let's go over to Ashley right now. She's got an Eagles fan here at the Philly Sports Grill in Scottsdale. Ready for a question. All right, gang. Our first fan question comes from Joe. What you got, Joe? What's up, Joe? So how well do you think the Chiefs defense matches up against the Eagles offense? Good question, Joe. Good question. Let's start with Barrett Brooks. Uh, they don't match up well. They actually don't. Um, when you look at this offense, you got to start with the basics, the offensive line. Trench warfare is where the game is won. Do they have enough to stop this Eagles offensive line? Come on, man. We're talking about we're talking about a, a, a left-sided offensive line that weighs seven over seven hundred pounds. A six foot eight, three hundred sixty-pound offensive tackle. A six foot six, three hundred and, and fifty-pound offensive guard. Inertia alone, them coming <laughs> off the ball, is going to push whoever's in front of them out the way. That's instantly getting three or four yards a pop. I don't care who's in front of them. You put a double team on Chris Jones, he's going about ten yards down the field. They're just a better offensive line. We got the best center in football, the best tackle in football. Come on now. I mean, this is it's just they're great up front. And plus, you know, when you look at you look at what, what Jalen Hurts does, his ability to read the defense. They run the read option. They make them wrong every single time. They're gonna read off Chris Jones. 
He comes up the field, they're going to hand it off to Miles Sanders up the middle. If he stays back and tries to cross his face, we're going to throw the little out route to, 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 to A.J. Brown or, or, or Smitty. He's great at – you know, interpreting what the defense is trying to do to him and then taking advantage of it. And then in short yardage situations, and especially on goal line, you got a guy in Jalen Hurts who squats, what, 600 pounds? I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable. So I, I found it comical that they had Gardner Minshew when he was in there. He's on the three. He's trying to push it forward like Jalen Hurts did. <laughs> Nobody is Jalen Hurts. He can move that line. He can move his own offensive line. So you got that going for him, which is nice. And I also think, that, that uh, Dallas Goddard is going to be a problem for their defense. Absolutely. He's a pretty damn good tight end and uh, nothing to, taking nothing away from Travis Kelsey. But I think that's going to be – and then to the wide receivers. And then to the running backs. And, by the way, Shane Steichen, the play caller, he's done a masterful job, especially on fourth down or third and short in misdirection plays that get them big yardage. Yeah. So I like them. Yeah. I like that matchup. And what I love about the Eagles and, and what they do on offense is they basically look at the numbers and they're yep. like, okay, we're going to see, okay, defense, this is what you're going to allow us to do to you, and we're going to do that. We're not trying to make the big explosive play if it's not there. So I want to ask you guys, with the way the Eagles have run the ball and the push that the offensive line has gotten in the playoffs, I mean, they are mauling people in the offensive line. Do you think they will try to come out and establish the run, or do you think they're going to come out and try to throw the ball on the Chiefs at first? Honestly, I think they're going to try to pass the ball because they got two rookies out there on, at the corner positions. And they everybody knows that, you know, you look at Spag, Spagnola, the, the defensive coordinator, he wants to bring the blitz. He wants to pack everything in the inside and stop you from the middle. So why bump your head against the wall? Throw it out there to them big-time wide receivers, 2,000-yard wide receivers. One guy creates separation with his with the way he runs and, and separates in his route running, and another guy just debos a, debo, a, a defensive back. The matches was look just look too good out there with with Smitty and Brown out there. It just looks too good. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. I, I I think they're they're real strong in that regard, and um, I, I think that they will. It, it sounds cliche, but they will give what the defense presents because they can do whatever they want. They they really can depending on Jalen Hurts' shoulder, certainly, and also depending on A.J. Brown's hamstring, which I think was, was tweaked over the last couple of weeks in the postseason. Hopefully that is healed enough to allow him to get down the field. He's got a lot of speed, not just a possession guy, but he can go get the ball, and he was overthrown twice. I don't know if Jalen Hurts thought he'd be somewhere where he couldn't get to, or, or Jalen Hurts just frankly overthrew the ball. But if everybody's up to snuff, they will be great. And all things being equal. If the Eagles want to run the ball, they can run the ball on anybody at any time. They can always say that's a that's an ace they got in their back pocket. If they want to run the ball, they can run the ball with a 10-man box. It doesn't matter how many people you put in a box. So they can do that. But why bump your head against the wall? Go ahead, throw it out to those receivers, big play receivers, game-breaking receivers. Big play receivers. But I will say during the playoffs and since Jalen did hurt his spring shoulder, it hasn't been the same downfield right. passing attack. Right, So. Right. Do you think it'll be a little bit different? Maybe some A.J. Brown over the middle, use his size. Do you think it'll be a different type of passing attack instead of, you know, like we saw against the Steelers and the Titans where you're dropping a dime into Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown? Well, I'm going to tell you this. It's, it doesn't matter right now because Jalen Hurts, is, he's going to bring out all the stops. He's going to get a little go-go little juice in him, whatever it takes to make it stop hurting. What's but he's go -go going juice? out there. We call it Tordal, oh, yeah. Sting, whatever you oh, want to yeah. call it. Yeah, John, and, John's and you're on good. that, too. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good. John can't feel that. That's how he's on Tordal, man. No, no, but I I think, remember 2005 and T.O.? 
Yes. And T.O. was sleeping in that in that uh, hyperbaric, chamber. The hyperbaric chamber, a portable one he brought down to, to Jacksonville. I thought he should have gotten MVP even in a losing effort. I think Jalen Hurts, anything known to man, any medicine known to man, they are applying it to that quarterback. And I think he's going to be okay. That's just me. They got Miyagi's son. Miyagi! <laughs> Wax on! Wax on! How about the Eagles' defensive line? Barrett, uh, in your career, when you look out and see the Chicago Bears have the record, four more sacks, the 84-85 Bears have four more sacks in this Eagles' defensive line. Do you think that the Eagles' D-line gets the all-time record for most sacks in a season? I do. I do. I do. And, and, and it's because... The two, the two tackles aren't playing at a high level. They're not playing very well at all. Wiley is going against the number one sack leader in the NFL right now, Hassan Reddick. It's going to be a long day for him. And then you look on the other side with Brown. We've got Sweat and BG going against him. He's going to get a lot of people in his face. They're going to reach out and touch him a little bit. And I know those guys in the middle are going to press the pocket, and when they collapse the hole on Patrick Mahomes, that's when he gets nervous. That's when he's inaccurate. They know – yeah, Mike, you've been saying it all week. Whenever he's in the pocket, his pass rating is way less than when he's out there making those yeah. magician-type plays outside the pocket. I made that up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Never no, let true. the facts get in the way. You, of that's right. We craft it the way we want And, and really, I think having the rotation and basically two starting defensive lines in the NFL, I think this is the game and the, the NFC title game where it really shows up because Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham both told me they feel like they're halfway through a season. Brandon Graham said he feels like he's halfway through a season because the amount of snaps he's had, they're way right, down. Right, he right. almost is the closer. He comes in. Yeah. How bad do you feel as an offensive lineman when you have guys coming into the game in the fourth quarter who have had like five, eight, Thomas nine snaps, right. and, and they're Val coming Joseph. after you? The linemen are tired by that time. I mean, the offensive line is the only position that they don't rotate. You keep the same offensive line out there the entire game. And imagine having waves and waves of guys. All right, I've been going against Hassan Reddick so long. Oh, now I got to go against Sweat. Oh, now I got to go against BG. Oh, now they put Williams out. When are you guys going to stop Robert putting guys Quinn. out there? Robert, Robert Quinn, Quinn comes out. I mean, fresh. The they just keep Quinn. going and going, you know, <laughs> keep going and going. Yeah, all right, well, let's check in with Ashley once again. Ashley. More Eagles fans, they have a question for Barrett and Michael Bates. Ashley set this whole party up, All right, guys, up, Phil from job. Philly has our next fan question. I would like to know how many rushing touchdowns the Eagles have this weekend after the drudging we did on the 49ers with four touchdowns on the ground. That's a great question. There 69 total points scored in, two, in those two playoff games. Yeah. Um, how many rushing touchdowns will they have tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. He's looking for an over-under. He's yeah. looking for an over-under. I think. What do you think? I think they're going to have, including Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think yep. he's going to. I think he'll rush for two, and I think that you can tack on two or three more. That's just me, Barrett. I mean, that's a had, lot of points, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they've already had three. They had three in the first game, I think, four, but and four of the second game, rushing touchdowns. Um, they've they've ran the ball forty-four times in each of the last two playoffs games. So it would be a high number to think. You know, it wouldn't be a high number to think that they might have four going into this week. You know, I mean, the, the law of averages is. They're going to do what they do best, and that's run the ball, especially when they get down on the goal line. By the way, I see a truck. Oh, this. my goodness. Have, you see the guy is yeah. driving down the road in a Winnebago, and he's yeah. got a Batman he's got a Batman mask over his face. Driving <laughs> the Eagles Winnebago here, and it said hurts so good on the side of it. Hopefully he doesn't get pulled over. Right, he's right. got the Batman mask literally on his face. Can you imagine, we can you imagine going through a drive-thru with that? Yeah. Well, first you lose the, the top of the cab, but yeah, <laughs> the whole thing's on the back. But of by the, the way, I'm so impressed because 
AJ Brown said, we left all of the Batman, tape, mask, whatever, all that stuff back home. There's no games here. No fun and games. They are so serious. Business and trip. The business trip. And, and it's amazing because Jalen Hurts at the age of 24, you've seen him in his press conferences all week. He's the same. It doesn't seem like a big moment. Devontae Smith is hardly leaving his hotel room. He puts his phone away. He uh, doesn't turn on the TV. He sleeps. He He's in darkness. You think because that's good? Do you think that? Well, I'm I, not saying I it's think, not, but it's I, not what they normally well, do. Well, I think skinny Batman is getting into these, yeah, these kids yeah. game mode. mode. Yeah, these kids are different than when I played. Right. Man, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they do things different. Like, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit, like, the night before we went uh, playing the Super Bowl, it was different because we'd have Gatorade on, on one cooler. Then we have water in the other cooler. But then we have beer in the other cooler. Yeah. We had older guys, older veterans. And they needed something to help them sleep at night. So they'll, buy, they'll go out and buy, take three or four beers out the cooler. And they go drink a beer so they can go to sleep. These guys are different. They eat more bird food than I've ever seen. Shakes, you know, all that stuff. They Smoothies. prepare themselves differently than I did going Avocado. up. Yeah, you know, so I, I, this is a part of them being as healthy as they are. That's why they are healthy. They're maximizing their bodies. They understand what they need to do to take it to the next level. I'm good with it. You know, it doesn't work for me. I tried that smoothie stuff and eating what rabbit food, now? bird food. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. I tried. I mean, Reese's. Yeah, Reese's. Yeah, yeah that's, I agree. I agree with you. Do you that's guys? No uh, do, do you guys? When you do look at the experience factor, this is the second year of Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts together in this offense. We talked about Andy Reid. I mean, my goodness, four Super Bowls for Andy now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, three in the last four years. Do you think if this game comes down to the fourth quarter and it is tied up, do you think that that experience factor will be a big deal in this game? I do. I, I, I do. And I think I, so, too. Yeah. And um, I, I think if you have not been in that arena, and Barrett, you know this, you should speak to it first, actually, because you played in the Super Bowl. But they're games, and they're big games, and then there's the last game that you can possibly play with an entire world watching. And that's that's got – we're all human beings. I don't care how impervious we are to nervousness, etc. cetera. We're, we're all human, even Jalen Hurts and even Nick Sirianni and the rest. So so how, how much does that mean, do you think? You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, yes, Andy Reid had a lot of experience in what he's done on the field, but it's the same thing to make you laugh, make you cry. And I say that like this. We know how much experience that, that, that Andy Reid has in these big type of games, but we also know what Andy Reid has done in game-type situations, how he doesn't do well in clock management, how he's dropped the ball sometimes and been out-coached during those times, you know, throughout games. And if it is going to be a close game, I think that I would trust Nick Sirianni because he's prepared his guys to do those type of things. I mean, just a little thing as far as Devontae Smith understanding that he might have fumbled the ball a little bit on that long pass against the 49ers. And him instantly throwing it, you know, brought his fist together, say, hey, get to the line, get to the line. We got to make sure that we get this snap ball so we can stay there. That's him totally out coaching the 49ers coaches and making those guys aware and situational awareness to go out there and make sure they get on line, snap the ball. Now they're worth their, they were there. That was a fourth down play. Yeah. And they made that happen. That just goes to show it's not all about how much experience they have. It's about in time, in game coaching ability. I just think, John, that there ebbs and flows in a game. And when, when the heat gets turned up, and you know when you're watching a game, just we're home watching a game when we're never home watching a game. Yeah. You're watching a game and it's a big situation and your heart starts to race a little bit. Well, you don't think that they, they don't feel that on the field? Maybe they get more excited. They don't Maybe. have a Jalen Hurst, though. Jalen yeah. Hurst, always cool, calm, and collected. Okay. That's true. Hey, we got a couple questions online. You're scared online. get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a couple questions online. Wayne Miller, good question. 
Who is the surprise star for the Eagles tomorrow? Great one. I like that. Great one. I, don't, I like that. One of the two of you said it in uh, right. one of our earlier 1500 programs. But one, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, because I'm gonna. I'll tell you. Uh, not surprise, but we're all talking about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Who's the guy on the other side of the ball? Was it you or was it Barrett? Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. I mean, he he could be the Richard Dent of this game. Yeah, Richard question. Dent, 85 Bears. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he gets a good matchup sometimes on that side. Against Wiley. Andrew Wiley. And he gives up a lot of pressure. And, and Jonathan Gannon has done a nice job. Sometimes you saw a couple times a little bit of a twist. Yep. You know, Hassan Reddick. And you, you've seen the speed around the outside. But then a twist, that really is tough for an offensive line. Absolutely. you got to change direction. you got to push guys off. you got to switch the stunts off. It's really hard, you know. But um, when, when, when you look at it, Another matchup, another guy we haven't talked about because he had he's just not becoming healthy is CJ GJ. He is due for a big game, you know. And the reason I say he's gonna have a big game is because he's gonna be a lot of the times over the top of Kelsey. And you can only imagine though, if, if Kazir White gets in front of the ball, tips the ball, and then turns around and you know, ball gets picked up in the air. There's nobody better right now going to get those loose balls or those tip balls in the air. CJ, I got Charles another one for you. I got another one for you, and you've talked about him all week. The guy who gains well, oh, Kenny dang. Gainwell. <laughs> yeah, I think he could have potentially more carries than Miles Sanders. We'll see. But he's, he's had he's had what twenty six. Yes, is it that right? Twenty six in the last two games. He, both he and Miles have the same amount of rushing uh, attempts in the playoffs. It's unbelievable. Right and, and Kenny became the first Eagles running back to go over 100 yards rushing since Brian Westbrook wow. way back in 2007. He couldn't so play. It's amazing. <laughs> Just pop out another weapon You're right, in the playoffs. Right. All right, let's go over to Ashley. Another question from an Eagles fan here. All right, gang. Our next fan question comes from JT. JT, what do you have for the crew? Okay, so obviously Nick Sirianni got snubbed for head coach of the year. And uh, I just wanted to ask, do you think that he should have been head coach of the year? Because I certainly do. That's a good question. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This guy took a team, a 9-8 and eight team last year that went to the playoffs barely by the, you know, the hair of its chinny-chin-chin, and they lost in the first round. He put this team together this year with Howie Roseman's help, certainly, and he, he only won a franchise record 14 wins. That's, that's pretty amazing. And um, we could say anything we want about the way he handled the team last year. The bottom line is winning, and that's what he did. So, yeah, I would have given it to him. No question. I mean, you got a guy that, that had everybody want to be uh, go out and be horticulturalists or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Want to talk about plants and planting bulbs and, and roses and things of that nature and put him into a championship caliber team. Say what you want to say. You got to put him in up there with the, with the greats as far as coaching in one season simply because he took guys old and new got him to believe in one system and right now is in the biggest game of his life i've never understood these awards when he was three and oh against brian dayball right. <laughs> next year was three and oh against him i know it's a regular season award it should be an award for the whole year right because right. the whole object is in the playoffs and we're taking a look right now at the winnebago there hurts so good you got jalen hurts Miles sanders on that big winnebago here in the parking lot they came here from newfoundland by the philly way. sports grill and we got another question here online and the question is, is this the best Philly sports team you guys have covered? Now, that's a great question. Wow. Now, Michael Barkan, he was back there with Chuck Bednarik, 19 Way back, man, number NFL 60. Tommy McDonald and the Dutchman. That's <laughs> but, right, Buck Shaw coaching them. Yeah, we're going to run, 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 run. 
at no. Franklin Field. <laughs> Franklin Field. Boy, what a press December 26, 1960. You're right. But it's interesting because I had this conversation with somebody, and somebody had said who has seen like 40, 50 years of Philadelphia sports. They were saying maybe the only more talented team was the 1983 Sixers. Or the 67 Sixers. Or the 67 Sixers. But yeah, they had, I think they had single-digit losses. Uh, or, or, or close to it. They were unbelievable. Wilt on that team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're looking at uh, some of the Phillies teams, the, the 1980 Phillies champions. Um, certainly the, the, the 2008 team was great. The 2019 was, was fantastic. The 2011 team was wait what was the one with the, the five aces was the well, five right, right but they Phillies. did not they did not go anywhere oh you're right like, like they, yeah. they bowed out early so this is the is it the most well-rounded eagles team you've ever seen barrett the best overall collection it's the best overall collection of guys i've seen with superstars at each position you know i mean those teams we're talking about had superstars sprinkled here and there you know you have guys like you know uh, uh alan ivers and those guys on the teams he was on you look at the Phillies, you know, they had a bunch of guys on their team, like three or four guys on their team that were great. But this Eagles team has 2,000-yard receivers, a 1,000-yard rusher, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a quarterback that's both great at running and passing. Defensively, they have 19 sacks by just one guy. Three other guys with double-digit sack guy. We haven't had that many sacks ever. So you know, t- can I say that this is one of the most talented teams I've ever seen that I've ever broadcast for? Yes, it is. Yeah. But, you know, collectively, you know, there are some teams that might be better as far as the record, but nobody's better as far as the best collection of talent and what they've been able to accomplish this year. Well, as John says, you, you I guess you don't have to only qualify championship teams. Um, and, and from that, uh, it, in recent times, you have to go 74-75 Flyers, the 80 Phillies, the 83 Sixers, um, although I would give a strong nod to the 87 Flyers took Wayne Gretzky's uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky's Oilers to seven games before bowing out in the finals. Okay, yeah, um, and they were humble with Rick Tockett uh, and um, um, you know Ron Hextall and those guys. But you know, other than that, th- I think this is the the best team on both sides of the ball. Most well-rounded, most superstars, most Pro Bowlers, and more importantly, most All Pros, first and second team. Yeah, and if you think about it, if they happen to win two Super Bowls over a span of six seasons, right? And you're talking about Lane Johnson, you're talking about Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jake Elliott. If those guys have two Super Bowl championships within five, six-year span, that might only rank behind the Philadelphia Flyers two straight cups in the 70s as champions, two-time champions in a short window of time in Philadelphia sports history. I think you're right. And I I think the Flyers are are so – it's almost they're like a like a picture uh, or a photo that you frame to put on the wall. Like, did that happen? It's been a while for the Philadelphia Flyers, and unfortunately, they're struggling now. But you look back to those times, and Bobby Clark and, and Bernie Perrant. That's a long, long time ago. You look at, at these this Eagles team. The question is, can they sustain it? You know, can they sustain it? And with the exception of a team like the '85 Bears, where it really stands out big time. And you had Richard Dent and Doug Plank and Refrigerator Perry and, and Jim McMahon and Dave Dewar. And you got names that are household names. Will the Eagles have household names in 10 years from this team? Will, the, will they be able to put it together again? So in, in today's sports world, teams get ripped up in two seconds and, and a whole new team comes back 
the next year, and you can contend for a championship too in that yeah. way. That's so the problem. Can this team do it? Can they keep it together? They're going to lose. They're going to lose players next year. Let's face it. Especially on defense. That's what happens. Especially on defense. Now, yeah. if I were to ask you what concerns you most about the Chiefs' offense, other than Patrick Mahomes, but you look at Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they've got the second most quarterback to tight end touchdowns in NFL playoff history behind Tom Brady and Gronk. And then Kelsey has, I believe, like eight or nine straight playoff games, 75 receiving yards or more. That's an NFL record. Does that worry you the most, Travis Kelsey? Or is it the running backs catching balls out of the backfield where Patrick Mahomes, he does such a great job now of dumping the ball off. And I believe Patrick leads the NFL in touchdowns to running backs. So which which part of the Chiefs offense concerns you guys the most? Well, McKinnon, you know, that he's the guy that he's receiving most of those uh, touchdowns they've gotten from the running back position. I think he has like nine receptions yeah. for touchdowns. Um, that, that To me, that's what I've been in my film study. That's the most explosive part of their game right now. If you look at it, Travis Kelsey's a great player, but he's been having, averaging like, you know, nine, ten catches. But is he, you know, having a lot of success with those catches? He's averaging about 60 yards um, through a game. But you look at the running back position, those guys are so explosive. Um, Pacheco, uh, McKinnon, and now Edward Tolaire. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head, they got, they're activating him now. I think they will try to run the ball a little more, simply because Big Red doesn't want to get his quarterback knocked around from that defensive line rushing the passer. Good point. So I think they will be more into the game plan and incorporated more into what they're trying to do um, as an offensive unit. So look for them to do a lot more 21 personnel. That's two running backs and one tight end, and using those guys out of the backfield, dumping passes off, getting the ball out of um, Patrick Mahomes' hands as fast as they can. With respect to Travis Kelsey, I've been quoting Chip Kelly all week, who said, you know, one of the rare times, who said big people beat up little people. <laughs> yeah. And when you got a guy who's 6'5 and 250 and who runs like the wind, yes. that, that means something. And tight ends come in all shapes and sizes. You can have a six foot one inch tight end, you six foot two inch, but you can have a six foot five inch. And you look at the tight ends throughout history that have been all Hall of Famers and all timers, yeah. like Mark Bavaro, like uh, Rob Gronkowski, um, uh, and and all the rest who who are the best that have ever played. They're all sizable, yep. and they're tough to bring down, and they're able to make the moves too, run after catch. And I think that's what makes Jason uh, Travis Kelsey so dangerous. Uh, but also, Patrick Mahomes knows how to play that position just like Jalen Hurts does. He can get the running backs open. He can hit it to the running backs. As you just said, um, running backs have scored the most passing touchdowns in the NFL. That ain't nothing. Uh, and then there's Kelsey. They can do it both ways. And by the way, there's a Penn kid who plays wide receiver for the Kansas City yeah, Chiefs, Justin Watson. Yeah. And, um, you know, watch out for him, Juju Smith. Schuster, I don't know what his status is. I know he was dinged up. He'll be good but, to go. yeah, but, but uh, yeah. I mean, they got some receivers. Yeah, and, and by the way, this is a good question coming from ROG. Have you guys seen any 2017 Eagle players around? And I got to tell you this. This is what I, I really think is great about Philadelphia sports. I was at a Rolling Stone party last night. I run into Darren Sproles. Was Mick Jagger there? Mick Jagger was not. I think they're talking about the magazines. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought it was the Rolling Stones. <laughs> so, so, wait. That's like the famous Dick Vermeil quote yeah, with where the uh, they introduced the band <laughs> Rolling Stones to yeah. Dick Vermeil, and he goes, oh, my son gets your magazine. <laughs> How about this with Dick Vermeil? 1976, it's his first year. 
they're, they're, they're having the bicentennial celebration, yeah. and it's anchored in Philadelphia. He's in his office getting ready for the season on July 4th. He's like, what is all that noise? <laughs> they're celebrating the birth of the country. That's how hard a worker Dick Vermeule was. But that's a great question because I was talking to Darren Sproles, and he said he basically told the Eagles, and he, he was like, I want to come here as a fan. He is going to sit in the stands at State Farm Stadium with the Eagles fans because he wants to feel the vibe of what it's like to be an Eagles yeah. fan because he, of course, was injured for the Super Bowl five years ago. But I thought that was so cool. And I've seen Malcolm Jenkins in town. LeGarrette Blunt is in town. Chris Long, Bo Allen, they came and had big hugs for Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox at the team hotel. I think that's what's really cool because you've got a lot of guys, Zach Ertz as well, mm -hmm. They want so badly for the guys from the 2017 team to get another ring. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just thought that was cool that these guys are coming in here trying to experience this again because that was so special in 2017. Absolutely. Yes, yesterday, uh, we, we have a family charity. As you well know you've been so supportive. Barcamp Family Healing Hearts Foundation. We had a party out here uh, at, the, at the Rock Bar in Scottsdale. And, and among others, Brent Selleck was there. And uh, he had his championship. He had his Super Bowl ring on. And um, Eric Allen was there as well. Byron Evans, Mark McMillan. And, and there, but there was just a special appreciation. Not that the other guys didn't do anything. Certainly Eric Allen might have been the best corner ever play yeah. for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Brent Selleck was, was special. And that's, it's so cool. You know, I saw today at, uh, at our hotel in the lobby, I'm talking to Billy Werndell, our pal, and, and, uh, who's, uh, who's Merrill Reese's, Merrill Reese's spotter. And he was out there. Uh, he was in the lobby. And who walks up? Who do I see? Randall Cunningham. Really? Get out. Know, yeah. yeah. Hear that cheer for him? Really? You know it. Number 12. And it looked like he could still play. He, and, and he looks, I mean, he looks great. His hair is pepper gray, but he looks phenomenal. And that's what happens when you play ball in Philadelphia and you're successful. Sometimes you don't always win the whole the thing. Gold standard. But, but yeah, it, it's true. But they, you will always have a place in the hearts of Philadelphia sports fans. Yeah, and, and this is another good question here. Patrick Harris, how does the vibe of this Eagles run to the Super Bowl compare to the Phillies World Series run last year? And I, I think that's a great question because the Phillies World Series run – not that it came out of nowhere because they did it have did. the talent, but it took a while Twitter for them to get the yeah, talent together. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, my goodness, they keep going. And, yeah, they spent a lot of money, but that talent didn't gel at first. So it was kind of unexpected. So maybe it was, a, like, crazy fun. This team has dominated from the get-go, dominated from the beginning. So what is that like for a team when you have been the hunted basically all year and started off 8-0, Jalen Hurts is 16-1 and one as a starter. How is that that it's basically the whole way you have dominated? You know what? It's um, When you become the hunted, it's, it's one of those situations where you step on the field and you know you, you physically beat them mentally already. They already know they're going to get beat. And that's the kind of the direction this team is starting to fall into, that teams know that that defensive line is going to beat up on your quarterback. Teams know that defense is going to know they're going to have a hard day getting run all over for the entirety of the day. And once you start getting that mindset and you step on the field, you start thinking and it, it becomes it becomes who you are as, as a team. You know, so when you can go up there and beat up on people like that, it really is a, a advantage for, for, for a team going into this. Now, going into this game, the Super Bowl, they still have that swagger about them. It's not an arrogance but it's a confidence that they have going into this game, a confidence that their quarterback is, is going to play at a high level, uh, you know, a confidence that this defensive line is going to get after the quarterback. That confidence, you know, you can't 
you can't undermine how important it is to a defense. So if something does get shaky, they can always go back and they have that confidence and understanding how good they are and how good they've been. The Phillies sputtered. They went in fits and starts. They brought in Castellanos. It, uh, it looked like they were going to have the talent to compete, and then they would fall off. Then they'd win 10 games. Then they lose five in a row. And then Bryce Harper got hurt, and he could only DH. And, and so we really wondered. And then there was the added benefit of an extra wild card team, yeah. which they took full advantage of. So I thought the Phillies were blissful. The Phillies were absolutely unbelievable. Unbel- well, apparently a Cowboys oh, fan a, is yeah. here. Yeah, we're hearing Dallas sucks. Cowboys chance. fan has walked into Phillies sports grill here. Don't harm him. Don't harm him or her. By the way, I thought it was so cool. Micah Parsons said he is rooting yeah. for the Eagles. You can I imagine that, was... that the other way around. Oh, Philly oh, would not me? have that. Josh Sweat says, I'm rooting for the Cowboys since my good friend uh, Micah Parsons is on there. Boom. They would have to trade him. They would have to trade and I, him. I talked to C.D. Lamb this week. He's rooting for Jalen Hurts because I was his Oklahoma teammate. But it's not rooting for the Eagles, of course. Yeah, of course he's not rooting for the Eagles. Can't but with, with the Eagles, and you, you guys know how difficult it is to do. The Eagles had the expectation of a championship. They did. Ron Jaworski said it on our postgame show. Barrett, you might have said it as well, but Josh said it like week five. He's like, this team's. if I'll be disappointed if yeah. this team doesn't go to the Super Bowl. I've been and saying thinking, the same Whoa. thing. Even, you know, even when all you you guys were thinking about how good this 49ers team was, I told you. Yep. I told you. <laughs> you did. But how, said, keep but you, that same energy. But you know how difficult that is to do, to have the weight of expectation placed upon your shoulders collectively. Jalen Hurst's shoulders is big enough. Jalen Hurts' shoulders are big enough to carry any Not load. just Jalen. I mean, you're right, right. Jalen Hurts. But, my goodness, this team's got other stuff going for it. Right. It's amazing. But they have done it. Here we are. No games after tomorrow. I That's know. it. I know. One there is no go. tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> Until they win, then there's a parade tomorrow. <laughs> I thought Barrett was going to hit us. He's getting so tired. Yeah, well, he's, he's out in the crowd with That's why you stuck me in the middle. <laughs> All right, guys, Russ has a very special question for our own Barrett Brooks. Uh-oh. All right, so listen, Barrett. I've seen you walking around the complex. You look like you're in playing shape. What happens if Landon Dickerson goes down? Can you step in? Can you step in? The only shape I'm in right now is round. That's all, okay? (laughs) There's no way I'm getting on the field. I give you one or two plays, and that's it. Now, you pay me a little bit. My wife will make me go out there and play, I'm telling you. But, yes. I mean, no, Landon Dickerson will be all right. If he does go down, Diller will come in. And that's the best thing about going to Stoutland University. One goes out, somebody else comes in with equal or more talent. So this team will be great. This will be great. Next yeah. man up. Exactly. He got a scholarship to Stoutland, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to do. NIL. NIL. To Stoutland. Let's get to the point in the program. Eagles fans are ready for this. Let's get your predictions for Super Bowl 57. I want each of your predictions. What's going to go down? One day from now here in Arizona. I'll start with you, Barrett. Less than one day. You already know I'm the biggest homer in the world. But I'm going off analytics. I'm going off film study. I'm going off this team being the best team in the NFL. Eagles win 26-20. to 26-20. All right. We got one. We got one W, Michael Barkhan. Well, John Clark and Barrett Brooks and all my good friends here at Philly Sports Bar and Grill, um, 
I think the uh, Eagles are obviously going to win the game, but we have a pregame program on tomorrow, and I'm going to withhold my pick until tomorrow. You can read mine. Yeah, yeah. I can can read mine on, on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, well, they haven't asked me to do it, so I'm, I'm holding it mine for our there. show. Yeah, you got to hold it. I'm holding it, yeah. it for our mine show. I'm thinking there. something like 17-10. 17-10? No, I didn't think so. Not even close I didn't think there, so. John was like, really? 17-10? No. So. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I think it's I, I think it's not going to be as high uh, a scoring game as we think. I don't think it's going to be like 42-40. to 40. The over-under for total points. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm a gambler? The over-under <laughs> for, for, for total points is 50 and one half. So, you know, 30 to 20. 30 to 20. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking. I, I asked Zach Ertz yesterday when Desserts. I was uh, interviewing him for my podcast, and he said, my prediction is 40 to 33. Yeah, I heard that. I, I saw that. That so, was so great. It was close to 41-33, but he wanted to have that extra point. There that you go. I'll, I'll five years it. ago. I'll take it. I'll That's take special. it. By the way, as we wrap it up, I mean, the Eagles. We're wrapping it up? We're wrapping no. it up. No. Okay. Yeah. The, right now, the Eagles could be having their team meeting, and I thought it was really cool where Nick Sirianni usually speaks to the team or he has a captain get up there and speak as well or in addition to, and he said, no, for this – I'm not going to speak. It's basically an open floor for any player that wants to come up and share something from the heart. And I got to tell you, from covering this team all year, they really are close and they love playing games. They play ping pong. They were playing cornhole in the hotel, Nintendo Switch. They were playing Uno. They really are united. So do you think that's going to be a very, very special team meeting where no guys question. can speak up? No question. I mean, I went through the same thing when I won the Super Bowl. It happened to be Jerome Bettis' um, last year in the league. Uh, we were playing in Detroit, his hometown, and Joey Porter, PZ got up and talked. Uh, you know, Deuce Staley got up and talked. I mean, everybody, you know, that there was, there was special in his life as far as being him being the best running back on that team at the time. It was, it was definitely like that. You know what I mean? It was, it was definitely a special feeling listening to him. I think, I think that if you're in a room with your good friends, colleagues, teammates, and you're looking at each other, as you said when we did the NBC 10 Sports, they're looking each other in the eye and telling each other how much that they mean to each other and what this season has meant to each other and how that they are going to play for each other till till the cows come home. I, I think that that way outweighs a coach saying, come on, let's win one for the Gipper. It, it's way right, right. more effective, special, and something that will last a lifetime. One more thing, if I could ask you, and I have already both of you, which is, the the uh, the coin toss. If the Eagles win, they're they're going to defer like they've been, or Most and, likely. and and is that good with you, or should because points are at a premium? It's the Super Bowl. You want to get on the board. If they win the toss tomorrow, should they take the ball first? Should they? I want Hassan Reddick to get on the field and totally smash me, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> there he He's is. thinking about from the dirty. start. From the start, indoctrinate him into Philadelphia football. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I thought the great thing about Nick Sirianni coming in here, connecting is his number one core value. Mm -hmm. I heard Miles Sanders the other day say, I want to win uh, the Super Bowl for Lane Johnson so he gets his second. Oh, Guys are saying Nick. they oh, want to win oh, for oh, Jason oh, Kelsey. You especially see it with the offensive right. line. But this team really does want to win for some of their teammates, especially their veterans. So I just think this team is so connected. He is Barrett Brooks. He's Michael Barkan. I'm John Clark. And these are the best fans in the world. You know it. We are you signing off from Philly Sports Grill in Scottsdale, Arizona. The Super Bowl is one sleep away. 
The Eagles could be getting their second Super Bowl in their team history. It is wild Woo! out here in Arizona. Thanks for listening, everybody. Parade Thursday. Thursday. Parade Thursday. Parade Thursday. Okay, you heard it here. <laughs>